One CPA designation, plus three fast promotions, plus 43 budget revisions, plus a 67% revenue bump, equals a Fortune 500 listing. Where will numbers take you? Find out at bccpa.ca. Welcome to BIV Today, the daily business podcast from the newsroom of business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief. Today, part two of a two-part series featuring this year's winners of the Chief Financial Officer of the Year Awards from us at BIV. These awards and today's podcasts are brought to you by the Chartered Professional Accountants of British Columbia and by PricewaterhouseCoopers. The CPABC and PwC are stalwart supporters of these awards and of our effort at BIV to recognize excellence and we're appreciative. Today, you're gonna meet the winner in our large private category, uh, Catherine Chu of Global Relay, and the winner in our small company category, Clarence Lee of Appnovation. Um, Let me start with you, Catherine. Um, Can you take us back to I guess it'd be March 2020, something like that, maybe even sooner. What what did you uh, realize that you had to do? I think um, we really quickly had to focus on our teams and our people trying to get them to work from home, doing the, you know, getting new technologies to ensure that we could work efficiently and effectively. Um, so, you know, go to meetings, Zoom, all of this, uh, using our soft phones, using our in-house global relay message technology, just trying to make sure that we could keep a connection with our global teams. Um, we were also on a path to continue to grow our headcount uh, and expand our operations internationally. And so it meant how to balance and onboard new people while working remotely and dealing with the pandemic that was evolving rapidly. That sounds like quite a swirl uh, of events. Uh, you know, what was the atmosphere like? I think it was a lot of nerves for sure. Um, you know, at the time we had a large number of our senior managers in London went right when Trudeau said everyone needs to come home now. So it was a bit of a, uh, not a panic, I would say, but definitely made it interesting to make sure that people got home safely, quickly, uh, and, you know, making sure that our teams were running and the company was running effectively. And we were pretty confident in our business continuity plans given what we do. Um, but when you put them in practice, it's always interesting to see how they, they plan out. And, you know, fortunately it worked out quite well yeah. for us. <laughs> Clarence, uh, walk us through your story. Take us back to that uh, that lovely couple of weeks there. Yeah, we experienced very similar things as what Kathleen just described, right? So we had to make sure that we provided work safe employment for our colleagues. Although it may affect short-term profitability, but it is what it is, right? Like that's our number one priority. You know, it's a corporate responsibility. At the same time, it's always the biggest asset, which is the people. Uh, that's for the company, right? So uh, it was for sure our number one priority to make sure that we have, you know, uh, the right safety measures in place in order to make sure that our employees feel safe and they are safe. Um, we actually started monitoring the COVID situation very early in the year uh, on mm-hmm. 2014. Uh, in different countries as in the cities as we have the global operations, right? I personally was in Hong Kong in, you know, early 2000, 2000, 2000 yeah. When, yeah. when they had SARS, right? So I really understand and appreciate the importance of being proactive in these situations. Um, and uh, we are a little bit more fortunate because, you know, because of the business nature that we have, right? Uh, everyone has a laptop, you know, that's, that's you know, how we, you know, uh, basically uh, used in the, in, the, in the company, right? Because we do travel a lot, uh, we work in different places all the time with clients in, uh, in many different places in the world, right? So from an infrastructure standpoint, we are lucky that, you know, we did not hit too big of a uh, challenge. Uh, but at the same time, of course, you know, when, when it comes down to 
you know, moving everyone from working from the office or at the clients to working from home and have to completely remotely work with the clients. That that always obviously was a challenge for everybody uh, on the well, as well as the clients. Yeah, I mean, but but I mean, our information about uh, the coronavirus in the early going was so scant and has proven to be in a lot of ways so wrong. Um, I mean, people were afraid to touch their laptops. <laughs> it's like, you, you know, you were going to get it. You had to wear gloves pretty well to uh, to do any keyboarding. Um, you're both supposed to exude confidence and leadership. And, you, you know, the CFOs are supposed to be the real, you know, the eye in the storm, you know, in, in, in any organization. But what was worrying you, Catherine? You know, it was the health of, you know, my friends, my family, my colleagues, my team, my own, um, it, you know, we really had to make sure that that came through the care of that I had for people on our teams, right? Um, to make sure that people were healthy, safe, and that was first and foremost, the most important, that they felt that they were safe and heard. Um, you know, I think trying to stay calm and exude confidence was definitely a struggle during that time, but I think panic and showing that would have just made it worse for everyone. So it really yeah. tried to make sure that, um, you know, I just kept in contact with my team and let them know how I was feeling as well, but that we had a plan uh, to, to get us through. And so Clarence, did you have to be the a bit of a stabilizing force for people? Yeah, because, you know, it was a big change in many different ways all of a sudden, right? Like, it's not like you have a transition period, right? It just happened and you have to adapt to it right away. You know, um, it's not like, you know, here's three weeks of time, try to figure out what to do. It, you know, it, it, it wasn't allowed us to, uh, to have the time to, to think and to react, right? We have to basically act fast. For example, the need of work from home as a result of the pandemic, you know, it reduced significantly of the ability in terms of how we can look after our colleagues' well-being, right? We used to see them every day at work, you know, if they're struggling with anything, whether it's work-wise or, you know, at the personal level, then we can we can always you know offer help right however you know by not seeing them physically right now when the support is most needed that's quite concerning and that's not easy to deal with yeah clarence let me let me stay with you on this i think people had to find different elements of themselves in order to advance during this period and and i wonder in your position um, both professionally and personally what did you have to reach back into yourself for um, so a lot of our processes, um, in hiring, onboarding new staff members, coaching, monitoring, mentoring, you know, that all relied heavily in, in person interaction in, in, in my company, at least, right? And this has become more and more challenging as a result of the pandemic because people are just not working in the same office anymore, right? For example, it's now very difficult, I would say, uh, as compared to what it was before for our colleagues to just, you know, ask questions when they when they need help or guidance. Mm -hmm. You know, because, you know, they no longer can just ask the supervisors who just used to sit right beside them, right? Now people are working from home. So you have to set up a meeting, you know, and then in order to, uh, to, to consolidate your questions, maybe like uh, once a day or twice a day. So that is making things more difficult to coordinate as a result. And, uh, and that's very different from what it used to be, right? Like, we think we need to really think about the longer term play here in terms of how to pivot. Because I don't think, you know, uh, anytime soon, you know, things are going to be completely going back to normal. 
even if after the pandemic, you know, I think the landscape of how business operates have changed. And, uh, and you know, there may be more and more uh, work from home um, uh, uh, needs in terms of, you know, accommodating different situations, right? So I think we really need to think about, you know, what's the long-term play here. And, uh, and that is something that I think everyone needs to work on. Yeah, Catherine, pick up on on uh, the question on this one, which is what you had to reach back into yourself for. You know, how did you yourself have to adapt? Yeah, I think Clarence had some really great points, and I completely agree that spontaneity of communication was just not there anymore. So trying to get creative and how to reach people, um, stay in contact, and you know, we're a very collaborative company, and we work across already many jurisdictions. So being able to continue to do that, but now extending that to people in Vancouver that I used to sit across from. Um, I think, you know, we, the long, what was the big picture? Like keeping keeping your eye on, okay, what are we really trying to achieve here? What's the big goal here? And it's, you know, making sure that we continue to grow the business safely, um, continue to, to you know, keep our people healthy, keep them effective and motivated. And how do we do that? And what, what do we need to do to make that happen? Um, and it's definitely communication. So yeah. if, effectively communicating with people on a timely basis. Yeah. Are, are there things, Catherine, that you've come to value during this period that maybe weren't the same kind of priority pre-pandemic? Definitely. I mean, I think having that face-to-face -face communication is so key. Um, having the team right in front of you being able to pop into someone's office just to bounce something off. Now you need to schedule a meeting, just like what Clarence was saying. Um, you know, I miss standing around, sounds silly, but standing around at the, the cafeteria and just having a casual conversation with some, someone about something other than the pandemic. Yeah, I know. In fact, every, every conversation, doesn't it? No pun intended. Uh, Clarence, what about you? Have you come to value some different things during this period? I 100% agree with Catherine, right? You know, uh, we used to take a lot of things for granted. You know, I think I value the people around me a lot more these days, you know, because of the pandemic, including my colleagues, my family and friends for sure, right? Like life is like short and fragile. And I think we should definitely treasure the people around us, you know, more. And um, and that's extremely important. Or, you know, it became even more important for me um, because of the pandemic. And also, you know, at the same time, I think I have a whole new level of appreciation of the power of technology in terms of how we can make an impact. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just look at what we're doing right now, right? <laughs> you know, uh, this is making things possible uh, and business continue to operate during the pandemic, right? Uh, I, I want to ask both of you about, uh, because this would have an impact on your management style. I mean, clearly, you know, in, in, in your operations, I think there's a high degree of discipline about a chief financial officer, there's there's a lot of precision, there's really kind of a um, you know I, I think of a structure that's very good. But in the pandemic, not everybody adapted well. I mean, for some people, this this triggered a lot of difficulties, and I wonder um, how you came to adapt yourself in order to deal with people who were struggling. Clarence, why don't you start? Um. I think, you know, it's very important for us to make sure that we continue to communicate and touch base with the team members and our colleagues. Um, at the work level, you know, that's obviously required because we have to make sure that, you know, uh, we understand how things are going while we're not on the office. But at the same time, we want to make sure that our colleagues are doing well 
uh, as well at the personal level, because a number of them, or many of them actually, um, maybe living by themselves, you know, uh, they are, you know, maybe like the only person in the condo unit, and during the lockdown for a good five, six months, you know, they cannot see any of their families or friends, just like what uh, normally is, right? And that can become a problem. So mm -hmm. we want to make sure that, you know, uh, they are doing well, you know, uh, by checking in on them, uh, you know, have regular meetings with them, you know, to, to make sure that everything is doing all right. And we also organize, you know, many online group activities to make sure that, you know, people keep up with the social life, right? Like we have online yoga classes, happy hours and things like that. So that, you know, people have a channel and a place to actually social gather without being physically together. And Catherine? I completely agree. I mean, you know, Global Relay really focuses on culture and we pride ourselves on that. So on a normal Friday, there'd be people in our lounge you know, having a Friday afternoon beer or wine or snack or whatnot, you know, recapping the week, and all of a sudden that went away. Um, so we really had to get creative with our, you know, Friday one o'clock or virtual team games. Those sync ups became so important. And, you know, trying, not everyone is super comfortable speaking in a massive Zoom conference. So trying to reach out to those who, you know, you may not have heard from in a while um, separately all sorts of communication via phone. Some aren't comfortable with cameras, so it was getting used, getting people used to turning on their cameras whenever possible, so you could have some sort of face-to-face -face communication if possible. You know, emails, text. The way that you communicate with your team is different, and, and you just have to find out what people are most comfortable with and staying in contact with them and, and, and showing a side of yourself that is you. I mean, I think when you when your leader is showing that they are authentic and you know they are also concerned and showing true interest in their team. I think it means it goes a long way. I really tried to make that come across clear in the way that I communicated with my team and with other individuals in the company. There's no question that what you had to uh, convey during the pandemic has been different in some, uh, some respects than what you had conveyed pre-pandemic. But I wanna ask you both a little bit about what you feel you learned about yourselves in all of this, how, how do you feel? Maybe a little either changed or um, a little bit more aware. And Catherine? You know, I think you really have to focus on the big picture and what's important in life. You know, this really shook everything up. Um, um, I think if you don't enjoy what you're doing, why are you doing it? And so uh, I think the focus on your team's workplace culture focus on what the goal that we're trying to achieve, it became so much more important, life is short. So, it, you know, it really made, it was always a priority for me, but I think it was even more highlighted that um, at the end of the day, you need to work with people that you care about for a company that you care about and that treats you well and um, you know, gives you that opportunity that you're looking for and keep moving forward. Uh, Clarence, what did you learn about yourself? Um, I found a new, level of, of appreciation actually for um for um for the people that i work with my family my friends you know um you know people are always very important to me you know in terms of um how you know we treat each other and you know how we love each other right it is particularly more i would say the uh, obvious and uh and important during the pandemic in terms of you know how much we each other, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, and, uh, and and you know, and, and how important you know friends, families, and colleagues are to, to everyone, right? 
And also, you know, I learned about, you know, how well people can adapt, not only me, but I think everybody as well. You know, uh, it's, it amazed me all the time in terms of how fast everyone in our company can adapt. For example, in this situation, how they work with clients, how they work with, you know, uh, you know uh, their, uh, their work-life balance, looking after the family at the same time, looking after work while things are changing every day, right? So I have a new appreciation in terms of how, how adaptive people can be. Yeah, that's great. Um, I've asked uh, so many business leaders the same question, and uh, I've pretty much got the same answer, but I'll, I'll test you both. Uh, Clarence, do you like your job more now? Yeah, I think I, I, I for sure do. You know, I realize how I can make an impact and help people using digital technology these days because this is what we do as a business. You know, a lot of times, you know, uh, it's working with businesses to improve their businesses, right? But at the moment like this, you know, uh, I, I think we all see that uh, technology can be a very powerful thing. And this is one way for me to help our community and to make an impact, uh, to make people's lives better. We work with a lot of pharmaceutical companies, right? And, and I can see how we can help them to, to excel in their business so that, you know, they can better engage the patients, they can better engage the healthcare professionals and make people's lives better. Yeah, so it's affirmed your purpose. It's very interesting. Catherine, what about you? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, the flexibility uh, working from home or remotely anywhere and, um, you know, being able to honestly reach people in different jurisdictions almost easier. Um, because it's a level playing field really with, with remote work um, has really changed things. Um, you know, we are a global business. I, I love my job um, and I like it more and more every day. I think you know, we've continued to grow through the pandemic, which I think has been amazing. Um, 300 new colleagues and more are coming that I have not met. So you know, really it's been an interesting time. Um, I'm currently on maternity leave. So the, the fact that I can remote work into wherever I need, am needed to you know, stay in touch and give my input it has been, that kind of flexibility has been, been amazing. I yeah, think. That's interesting. You probably wouldn't have been able to do that before, right? Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's no such thing as maternity leave, I guess, anymore. <laughs> Not quite, <laughs> it's a blend, <laughs> balance. Well, Catherine and Clarence, it's been great talking to you both. Congratulations again on the awards this year. Uh, you'll be at a ceremony on the 29th, uh, 29th uh, here with us at Terminal City Club. But I want to thank you for your time today for discussing. Thanks so much, Kirk. Thank you, thank you Kirk. Thanks, Kirk. I'm Kirk McCoy, publisher and editor-in-chief at Business in Vancouver. Thanks a lot for watching.